Okay, so I just ate. I had yeah. uh, some leftover chili dogs and some kimchi and a salad. <laughs> oh, perfect. So I should be uh, I should be pretty belchy. Yeah, that's perfect pre-recording music. I just had like a large pizza, so I'm, yeah. I'm right in the same space. Yeah. Um, yo, what's up? Welcome to Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan, who is evidently going to be very belchy today. Uh, that that bodes well for my editing process. I'm drinking a grape fizzy water too, so. Oh, that's beautiful. I might go downstairs and just get myself a squirt that I have in the fridge and, and really add to the ambiance of the episode. And we ter- turn the gain up, do it real close to the mic, hit a new mm, audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will get a new audience, which we'll need because I think we'll lose a big chunk of the old one. Um, so we do a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us and we give our honest reaction to it. We're not critics. Uh, we're not tastemakers. We just really like punk and hardcore. So we talk about it. We had these conversations in our private time anyway. So we just decided to record them and broadcast them to the world. Um, we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We usually get through between five and seven of them. Sometimes we have some phone calls that we field at the end. And that's really all there is to the show. It's a very simple premise for your show. We like punk and hardcore. So we talk about it. Um, I'm going to plug something up top just to get out of the way. Just do a little shameless self promo real quick. A lot of y'all who listen to the show, or at least a chunk of you, um, when I was doing these a couple months ago, I did some Wild Dog shirts, which is an old late 80s DC comic that kind of faded into obscurity, never had a lot of popularity, but it is very close to my heart. I did some shirts a couple months ago. Um, They sold okay. Uh, Enough, they sold well enough that I can keep doing this endeavor. So I'm going to keep doing comic book bootleg shirts basically uh images like panels covers from comics that just like never found their way onto shirts and shit like that so uh for the next week i i have a pre-order up for an akira shirt it's a panel from the manga it's dope earthprimeapparel.bigcartel.com if you want to go get it enough of our listeners bought wild dog shirts i figured some of y'all might be interested in the akira shirt i'm gonna do a sandman shirt next i'm planning on doing an alpha flight shirt pretty soon so i imagine there's enough of our listeners that are also into nerdy comic book shit or weeaboo stuff that that might be pertinent to you so i figured i'd throw that plug in up top um other than that i'm in a i'm in a great mood i'm having a really good week uh nate i know you said on the patreon episode that we recorded last night you're not having a great week. I'm so, not having a bad week. It's just a week. You know what I mean? Right. It's, yeah, no, I feel you. It's one of those seven-day stretches that um, history, not not even myself, will ever remember, right? Right. Like, literally, not, it might as well have not happened. I could have gone into a coma on Sunday and woken up yesterday, and there would be no difference. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Right. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's that's how many weeks are. Um. I used to have an Akira shirt years ago. I don't know where it is now. It's probably bundled up. Had Tetsuo on it. If you if you could find that shirt now, you could sell it for several hundred dollars. If you it has to. like the it had it had Tetsuo on the on the front and then the back and it said on the back it said Akira and it had like the fucking pill for like the gang, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The uh, good for health, bad for education pill. Yeah. 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 If you could find that and it's like legit from the nineties, you you could probably get a few hundred hundred bucks for that. It is from the '90s. It's also a 3XL. So, well, um, that that I bet you would sell that even quicker, honestly, because I mean, you know, fatties, fatties yeah. love, <laughs> right? Yeah, fatties <laughs> love anime, right. and you, you don't you don't see a lot of Akira shirts and 3XL going up online. So, no, I know it's. I got it at Hot Topic. I think maybe like in '96 or so. Okay, yeah, um, you could you could that that would fetch a fetch a, a pretty penny these days. 
Yeah, maybe I'll try to find it. It's probably in a bag somewhere or something like that. Who knows? If you find it, I'll throw it up online for you. All right, so here's a question for you. Okay. Did you do your homework? Wait, which homework is that? Oh, Oh, fuck. I forgot to. Fuck. Yeah. I totally forgot to do it. I I got into... uh, I got into doing because so again for the we we mentioned the Patreon last night. This is another reference to the Patreon that we recorded last night. Um, we're doing playlists now, and I got sucked into doing the playlist last night and got real meticulous about it and got it all edited and uploaded. Um, and I forgot to do our mission, our homework that we had assigned ourselves, which is to listen to, if not the entirety, at least more than just the single from that one Space Hog record from like 1998 that had the single that everybody likes on it. It's from 1995. Oh, it's from 95. Okay. Yes. And it's, so I listened to it. I just got done listening to the whole thing like 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not bad, but it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's 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 an album with no. It doesn't seem like it has an out. It's not found. It's not founded and rooted in any like one particular sort of influence aside right. from David Bowie because that dude wants to be David Bowie a lot. Sure. Um, but it doesn't pull from any like one influence, so it's really listless, and yeah. it also is unimportant because it's not going anywhere. When you listen to it, you can't really pick out where it's coming from. And right. you also realize that, like, it doesn't propel anything forward. It's just listless and adrift. Sure. Every single song on it is um, about as offensive as, like, you know, cinnamon sugar oatmeal for breakfast. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. I'm, it's not like I'm fucking clicking my heels when I, you know, wake up jumping for joy for fucking oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it'll do. It's not good. It's not bad. It might as well not even exist, right. which I think is actually worse than saying something is bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I totally, I totally forgot to do it. Getting, getting sucked into my uh, podcast duties. Um, well, listen to it for next week and see what you think. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, it's like who gives a shit? I mean, mm. it is seriously. I say that all the time. That's like my fucking motto, right? Is it who is. gives a shit, right? Yeah. In fact, that's probably like on everybody's fucking bingo card right now. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but like, that is seriously. It's like, I mean, that first song, everybody fucking likes that song, right? Yeah. And it's like that was it. And the weird thing is, I looked. I, I did some reading on the band. Like, none of those dudes were in anything prior to that, as far as I could tell. Huh. They were just like a bunch of British dudes living in New York City that decided to put together a radio alt band, like an alt rock radio band. And they got fucking, they, they wrote that one song, that one like song with the fucking hook to it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, we'll, we'll fucking sign you. And they're like, cool. And they made some money and then they just fucked off. Like they had four other records, didn't even listen to them. Who gives a shit? Um, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. No one knows Space Hog for anything except that one fucking song. Right. And uh, the singer lived the fucking 90s dream, like the halcyon dream of the 90s, mm. in that he got away with dressing like he was from Fight Club. <laughs> um, yeah. He got away with that. He, well, he, he was in like a huge fucking like one hit wonder band and he married Liv Tyler. Oh, he married Liv Tyler? Yeah. 
Can you Damn. imagine that? By the end of the 90s, he's banging Liv Tyler. Damn, that's a fucking... Just because of that fucking song. Just because of that one fucking song. Yeah, that's a cool fucking life, man. I mean, that's that ain't bad, right? If they're divorced now... Right, but still, I mean, even if you had a stretch, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that ain't bad. And uh, yeah, none of those other dudes did fucking anything. Nothing. Oh. I looked I looked to see what they were in. A couple of them were like in like some new wave bands that never really did much, like maybe in, in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. But like mm-hmm. literally they have no fucking history other than coming out the gates with that one fucking Space Hog song and being in Space Hog. <laughs> Yeah, what a what a legacy. But I guess if it gets you, you know, a few years of Liv Tyler and like a an advance of a couple million bucks, like you, you really can't complain. So I guess shout and, out to yes. Space Hog. And another one of them was in that movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Which I'm one? still here. The one where he acted oh, yeah. like a fucking weirdo, and he uh-huh. like takes his shit on him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Space Hog takes a shit. Yeah, one of them. Like one, I can't remember which one it was, but it's like the guitar player or something. He's in the fucking movie, and he takes right. a shit on Joaquin Phoenix, which okay. now makes me want to see that movie, at least that clip. <laughs> well, and as we mentioned in the Patreon episode last night that we recorded last night, um, he uh, one of the dudes from Space Hog is also an executive at Spotify. Right. 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 Um, so, one fucking song, dude. Yeah. Bang and Live Tyler, Millionaire, um, and uh, rolling in those Spotify bucks, man. Yeah, for sure, man. And well, shitting on celebrities. <laughs> so, if this is somebody's first episode, this is a really... I mean, we always open the episode, generally speaking, we open the episode with some sort of diatribe that is vaguely, if at all, related to punk and hardcore. But if this is a, somebody's first episode, it's really setting a confusing precedent because we have come out the gate talking about Space Hog. Yeah, I mean, but you know... It's not, I just want to assure you, it's not the norm. You know what I'm right, saying? <laughs> right. I mean, it's not, it's not the norm, but you know, it, it, it's, it's, um, it, it, it's a continuation of, of a previous fucking, you know, conversation. Right. And if you want to be privy to this rich conversation that we're referencing, subscribe to the Patreon yeah. and then, if, then if, you get all of the inside jokes. If you want to hear us wax philosophical on space hog for fucking 10 15 minutes and also lament the fact that not enough celebrities have died from COVID 19 right um you know kick us a few bucks i guess um, <laughs> yeah, speaking sure. of that uh-huh. i i got a list here of celebrities that have died from coronavirus oh okay <laughs> cool i'm glad and you, you know came i was prepared. like saying we need we need some big hitters to fucking kick it mm-hmm Right, because nobody gives a shit, right? Nobody gives a shit until Beyonce's dead. Nobody gives a shit until, you know, I don't know, fucking Sturgill Simpson's dead, right? And he fucking barfs up blood on stage and falls over dead, and everybody suddenly gives a shit, right? I guess Sturgill Simpson's a fucking big country star. He is, um, yes. You know, nobody gives a shit unless it's, like, a major a major fucking person. Because, like, 150,000 people die, but who cares? Not Literally no one. Literally no one, right? right. Except for, like, the people whose grampy died. Um so here you go. I'm going to read off a list and you, uh, you, uh, you, you tell me when a, when a bell is rung. Okay. Okay. Terrence McNulty. Yeah, I don't know. Nope. Four time Tony award winning playwright who gives a rat's ass. Yep. Uh, Lucia Bose. Don't know. Nope. Fucking actress from the fifties dead. Who cares? Okay. Um, chef Floyd Cardoz. Nope. 
No, he was in Top Chef Masters season three, dead, 59 years old, coronavirus. Right? Okay. Mark Bloom. Uh, no. Nope. Starred in Desperately Seeking Susan and Crocodile Dundee. No one gave a fuck about him <laughs> since 1986. He's dead. <laughs> okay. Maria Mercator. Nope. Don't know her. CBS News veteran for 30 years as a reporter and talent director. Dead. Okay. <laughs> Grammy-winning country music singer Joe Diffie. You ever hear of this guy? I never heard of this guy. His head looks like a fucking red potato. <laughs> and he's dead. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Alan Merrill. No, don't know. No, American rock musician, best known for writing uh, I Love Rock and Roll, which was covered by Joan Jett. Oh, okay. Dead. Okay. I, I never would have known. I thought it was Joan Jett's song, right? Same, yep, same. Uh, Ken Shimura. No, I don't think so. I've actually heard of him, Japanese comedian. He was on like Japanese fucking variety shows. Okay. Uh, but he's dead. You know, he died. He was 70. He was long past anybody giving shit about him, and then he died. Right, yeah. Um, Andrew Jack. No, I don't think so. Nope. Dialect coach hired to work with Robert Pattinson in the new Batman movie. He's dead. Oh, right? actually, you know what? I did I, I didn't read that guy's name, but I I was reading an article about the new Batman film and I read that the dialect coach for Robert Pattinson had died. I <laughs> I do remember reading that. And he appears in Star Wars Episode Seven as a member of Leia's Resistance, right? Great. He's one of the fucking ramshackle generals that, like, apparently if you just live old to be old enough, you're a general, despite what your achievements and fucking <laughs> training are, right? Yeah. Dead. Okay. Um, how about this guy? Adam Schlesinger. That sounds kind of familiar. Fountains of Wayne singer and Crazy ah, Ex-Girlfriend. That's, that's right. Yep, yep. Okay, yep. Dead. I, re- I read that. Here's a, here's a smiling guy. Um Ellis Marsalis Jr., Mm-mm. New Orleans jazz legend, dead. Father of Winton, Winton and Branford Marsalis. Not oh, if I would have said them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know Winford right. Marsalis. Yep. Right. So if Winton Marsalis would have died, people would have been like, oh, shit, coronavirus is real. But his dad died. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> uh, how about this guy, Eddie Large? I don't think so. No. He was uh, half of the comedy duo Little and Large. He's dead, 78. I don't know. Uh, just a couple more. Patricia Bosworth. No one knows who she is. She's dead. Uh, here's one for you. This is the only one I've heard of. John Prine. Oh yeah, John Prine. I knew he died from COVID. He, but he's like, like, he was he was like eighty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's seventy three. So seventy three. Okay. Yeah. And and he he looks um like he's trying to do a Jonathan Winters impersonation in the fucking picture that I have of him. Once you're seventy three, all bets are off. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like you. Know you you break seventy, it's like you die for any reason, and it's pretty reasonable, you know? right? Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty reasonable as long as it's an acknowledged like traditional cause of death, not exotic, um, yeah, uh, not exotic zoonotic viruses. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true, but give it give it fifteen twenty years, this will be a this will be yeah. a traditional cause of death. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another one: Alan Garfield. No one knows who he is. He directed some films a hundred fucking years ago. He's dead. Okay. Uh, Charles Gregory, some guy that was on, a, it was a hairstylist and he worked with Tyler Perry. Like this really fucking pushes the, the boundaries of what a fucking celebrity is, right? Yeah. There's a, a voice actor named Rick May who is known for, uh, known to gamers as the husky throated soldier in Team Fortress 2. That guy's not a fucking celebrity. Yeah, I've, I I would venture a guess and say I am more famous than some of the people on this list. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Knight Rider and Magnum PI producer Joel Rogerson, right? Okay. 
He died in a fucking nursing home. This guy was so much of a celebrity that his fucking family shit canned him in a, in a nursing home to die of COVID nineteen. <laughs> um, Fred the Godson, rapper, died dead. Okay, he's a rapper. No one knows who he is. He's dead. No, I, I don't know who he is. Um, so there's a bunch of people, right? Yeah, but no, no one famous enough. No, Chris Chris Truesdale, member of the boy band Dream Street. Yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, his. His end, his life ended in a nightmare of uh, choking on chunks of <laughs> lung and blood and um, runaway positive feedback, inflammatory responses. Um, and then, of course, the most famous of them at the very end, the most recent, of course, Herman Cain. Right. Dead. Right. Right. And nobody's really bummed about that one. That's what I'm saying. If we had some fucking heavy hitters dying on the regular, mm-hmm. I don't really mean like just, you know, um, I don't know who's who's a heavy hitter in the punk world that like everybody would be like fuck that dude's dead fuck. Um, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins, right? Henry Rollins fucking kicks it from coronavirus, right? Suddenly right. the punks know that this shit's fucking real, right? Beyonce, sure. right? Uh, Tom Hanks, um, Star Star Lord from fucking Guardians right. of the Galaxy, right? Chris Pratt, yeah. Chris Pratt, right? That's the kind of celebrities you want to see dying. These people aren't even fucking celebrities, right? If I saw yeah. them on the street, I wouldn't even fucking know. Right. Hell, if I saw them on the street, half of them, I'd fucking cross the the other side to avoid <laughs> talking to them. Yeah. Yeah, so we need some more heavy hitters. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my point, right? Is um, Once again, as always... Uh, it's the poor people, right? Why do they always send the poor to war? Yeah, you know, indeed. But, uh, whatever. <laughs> so, do you want to sit? You want to get into some music? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, so uh, let's go through the queue real quick. I, I got to say, I took a look at the queue that I put together today. Mm-hmm. Submissions that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we got a lot of hitters in here, man. I there's think we got stuff. A, uh, there's there's some, some of the stuff I've already heard. Um, some of it I've heard or heard of a, f- a couple things like um, I I'm familiar with Dame but I haven't re- I haven't heard the new release yet. Um, I am familiar with the Spy release but I've not heard that yet. Um, but yeah, I think I think we have a good chance of landing on some good shit tonight. Yeah. So first up, we have got Gone Wrong with All Your Rage. This is coming out on Blind Rage Records. Uh, label I've big up before. They put out a seven inch of mine recently by my project Kill Surf City. They've put out um, a, a seven inch by Gel recently. They've put out a lot of good stuff. Peace Test, which is uh, Trevor from the Rival Mob, X Files, X Wolf Whistle, and many other bands. Uh, our homie, our homies James and Jim from Lima co-run this label. Um, so this is I have heard a couple songs off this. I don't think I've listened to the entire thing yet. It is off of a, a seven inch from a Vermont band of like straight up high school kids. They're all like 14, 15 year old kids that skateboard and play just like old school skate punk inspired hardcore shit. And it's really fucking cool because it seems like a rarity these days to find like 14 and 15 year olds that are actually actively playing in bands. Um, so I was really psyched when I heard about this band and I was very psyched when James told me he was putting out this seven inch. I think this came out last month. Um, then we have got controller with their promo 2020 Ben Stuckey sent this in, I believe Ben Stuckey sent some stuff in early in the, in the podcast. Um, they said that this is a step up from controllers earlier shit. We evidently, um, we evidently listened to their demo at some point fairly early on in the podcast looking at the artwork i kind of remember that but like 
I'll be honest, I don't remember what this sounds like at all. Um, but evidently, according to Ben, it's a, it's a step up from the last release. So we'll see how we feel about it. Okay. Then we have got Gadget with their release Spreading the Love. Uh, the individual who submitted this submitted specifically the song Running Wild. So evidently they thought that was the highlight. Um, this is a hardcore band from Minneapolis, Minnesota, straight edge band. I've seen this name around. I know they played LDB Fest uh, in like February. Um, I've seen them on quite a few bills with bands that I know and enjoy. And I've seen kids big up in them, but I haven't listened to it for whatever reason. Then we have got the band Realize with their record Machine Violence. This is industrial shit from Tucson, Arizona. Then we have got Dame with their self-titled release, Dame, uh, out on Beach Impediment Records. This is a name that I've seen bouncing around, but uh, I have not listened to this release yet. This was sent in by Eric Pressman from Mystery Girl and Wet Specimens, who always sends in dope shit. Um, you know, this is out on Beach, Pe- Beach Impediment, so it's certainly going to be fucking good. I almost bought this record because um, mm-hmm. I bought the new Long Knife 7-inch. Right. Um, and I almost bought this record as well just because, well, f- I mean, fuck, if I'm going to pay four ninety nine for shipping, I might as well get more than one record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bought um, a Vanity record instead because ah, ultimately word. I wanted to hear that instead. Yeah, I do. I do love me some Vanity. Mm-hmm. Then we have got Rash with Hive Mind. This is out on Convulse Records out of Denver. Convulse has sent over a lot of cool stuff. They are uh, supporters of the show, so shout out to Convulse. And shout out to Rash because uh, my homie Skyler plays drums in this band. Skyler is from Indianapolis originally. He's been living in Chicago for many years now. Uh, Skyler used to play in Picked Clean, which is one of my all-time favorite Indiana hardcore bands. He played in Overpower, which is another one of my favorite Indiana hardcore bands of all time that our friend Jacob Bryan fronted. Um, and Rash is a dope fucking band too. This is a release that is coming out at the end of next or at the beginning of next month. Um, and uh, these, I think, three songs just dropped off of it. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm stoked because I've liked all of the stuff that Rash has done up until now. Then we have got Bob Gnarly with their demo. This was submitted by maybe a member of the band. And I think it's like noise, noise shit, maybe. That might be like a one-man band noise project. Okay. Then we have got Spy with Service Weapon. This was sent in by our homie Adam Walker. Uh, Again, this is a band that I've seen just, you know, pop up in my social media feed via people whose opinions I typically trust. The artwork looks looks very cool. It looks like something that would be in our lane, and Adam submitted it, so it probably rips. Then we have got The Mall with Zone. This was sent in by Ryan Donahoe, I believe, who has submitted a lot of stuff, I believe, as a Patreon subscriber, had some cool interactions with them, has sent in some rad shit. He described this as punk adjacent, but not exactly punk. I guess it features a luminary of the Lumpy Records catalog doing some solo stuff. Um, He said he didn't want to say too much about it because he's interested to hear if we are as uh, surprised by this as he was, but that he's been enjoying it a lot and that it's one of his favorite releases from this year. And then last up, we have got Mutilatred with their split uh, with Livid. Mutilatred is a band from Ohio that plays really dope death metal. We kind of talked about in a couple episodes ago about hardcore dudes pivoting to death metal and how often that occupies a really lackluster space and just sort of um, forever, forever exists in the... uh, the middle space between good and shitty and renders them 
forever the local opener for better bands. Uh, Mutilatred is not that band. Mutilatred played at my house last year. I was already aware of them prior to that. Really solid, like just heavy to the point death metal shit. So I'm stoked to check this out because I'm sure it's probably very good. Hopefully we land on it. I already know this band rips, but I've not heard this track yet. Yeah, they've been around for a minute too. And I want to say that I was aware of them and had seen them prior to your place. Yeah, I had as well. Um, like I don't know if they played my house. I think they may have played your house. And and Eli, who plays in Mutilatred, uh, has has played in some other bands that have played the house. Um, same with Drew. Um, I you know I know the I know the folks in this band, and they've all played in in various Toledo, Ohio area bands that have come through the house a bunch of times. So, yeah. Um, you want to roll the dice and see what's up first? Sure, let's do it. All right, six. Okay, six is Rash. The Bandcamp is convulserecords.bandcamp.com. This is should be right up at the top of the releases. I think this is the newest thing. Um, there are three tracks on here that are available from the LP. Like I said, it comes out on August 10th. Let's, uh, let's just jump in. Let's just jump in at the beginning. Sure, okay. So we're going to listen oh, to Oh, but the there's a title track, Hive Mind. Oh, is there? Oh, okay, cool. Let's do that then. That's our that's our in-house rule. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna listen to Hive Mind by Rash off of their LP Hive Mind. <laughs> So we just heard the song Hive Mind off of the record Hive Mind by the band Rash out of Chicago. And that is a very good way to start this week's episode of the show. That fucking ripped. Yeah, that was good. Uh, down tuned and extremely noisy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked 
yeah, the, the guitar tone was really good. And I like the fact that like the bass was clear in all that fucking mess at times, at times the bass was the clearest goddamn stringed instrument you could hear. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it worked well. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, this was, this was really good, man. Um, like I said, I already liked Rash. Uh, so the, the cool thing about this band and especially that track, um, I'm, I'm hoping that's representative of the entire new LP is that it really occupies a space that is pulling from a lot of disparate shit that works really well together when they do it that you wouldn't necessarily expect to work well together because it it's pulling from shit that obviously would would be at you know be at home on the youth attack catalog right rash would be at home on youth attack the fact that they're sure. chicago based and not on youth attack with a release of this quality is is kind of baffling to me honestly um but uh so they're they're pulling from maybe the the weirder reaches of, of the youth attack catalog there's some more straight ahead um traditional hardcore influences but i think also in as you mentioned the sort of like down-tuned super chaotic nature of it and with skylar's drumming which to me is almost akin to like ben kohler of like converge or something there's there's also moments of this that feel like a less overtly technical iteration of something like enabler or mm. trap them or something. Sure, you know what I sure. mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not super on t- It's, it's, it's just kind of like barely peeking its head in there, but like th- there are moments of this that feel like it, this could have been from that era and that particular scene of like heavy technical, dark, hardcore, but it's way like, meaner than most of that shit was and way just like messier and like i don't know i really more really like that this. stuff was exactly right 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 it's, the, it's, the, it, yeah it's just it's it's more firmly rooted and just like punk in general the punk ethos bleeds through on all aspects of it yeah for sure for sure man and yeah and I'm, I'm not just dick riding him because he's a homie but man i i just genuinely love skylar's drumming and it uh it does a lot when he's playing like hyper chaotic shit like this um yeah, that was great. I, I I definitely am stoked to hear that whole whole LP. So here's something weird. Hmm. We've talked about that was weird before. Do you remember when we went up and saw Los Crudos and Infest and stuff in Chicago? Yeah. And we bumped into Skyler after the show. Yeah, and he was smoking a cig. As an adult. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's the phenomenon that we've discussed in private many times before. Right, but this like, is the one but this is the one instance like I think that really got us thinking about how weird that is and what has always like brought it that con- that that topic around. This is yeah. for me anyway, this is the answer like, huh, that's weird. Yeah, for sure because he he <laughs> <laughs> so basically Skyler had been straight edge for a very long time. He was right. a, a grown adult when he decided to no longer be straight edge. Right. And he chose to start smoking cigarettes, which is a really baffling decision to make because unless you get addicted to them when you're essentially a child, it doesn't make any, it's one of those things where it's like the, the jury ain't out on cigarettes. You know what I'm saying? The consensus has been reached. <laughs> a long ass time ago. <laughs> no one likes them and they're not cool and they stink. They're it's, expensive. They'll kill you. You know it's, what I mean? It's the least, it, it has to be, right? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I remember smoking cigarettes when I was a kid. Right. And I really had to fucking work at it, right? It was a yeah. lot of fucking work and it wasn't pleasant and ultimately, fuck, and I don't like this, right? Right. And then, uh, I can't speak for like narcotics and stuff, but I'm going to say that cigarettes have to be 
one of the like the most inane and unpleasant way to break edge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, right? it's it, it's just it's really baffling, man. Yeah, like like you know, there I, I there there are ways to consume alcohol that I assume taste good, right? Because right. they're constantly making them ever more like just fucking soda, right? Right, right, sure. Right. And I mean, like actual narcotics and hard drugs must be the fucking best because my god look what they do to you and people <laughs> still fucking bite <laughs> you know what i mean like, right yeah for sure you know what i mean like methamphetamine must be incredible yeah um but uh cigarettes just make your head swim and taste horrible and physically hurt getting used to them yeah, they suck, man. They're <laughs> fucking awful. So yeah, I always think back every every single time I think about seeing that show, I think about running into Skylar out, outside afterwards and he's smoking a cigarette and nobody said anything. But they were like, well, that was really fucking weird, wasn't it? Yeah, when, when all of us got in the van, I think yeah, what, yeah. it was like Adam or me or someone broached. They were like, that's weird that Skylar was like smoking a cigarette, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, that was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Skylar's routinely been in good bands. I'm sure that the rest of these guys know what they're fucking doing if they're in a band like this, too. So uh, this is pretty good. Yeah, I another like another uh, another hit from Convulse Records, and the reason that this isn't on uh, fucking Youth Attack is because James Trejo isn't in it. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> that seems to be a requirement of any new Youth Attack release. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up next. All right. Eight. Okay. Eight is. The mall. Cool. I was hoping that we would land on this. Okay, hold up. So Ryan actually suggested a specific song that we listened to. Let let me see what uh, what his su- suggestion was. Um, so hold see. on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the fucking address for this. Punk.bandcamp.com. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Which got me thinking, like, there's not a punk band just called Punk. It would be a sick name for a band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. As far as like you know your your monosyllabic names go, right? Gag yeah. and Bib and all that sort of stuff. Punk. What's the yeah. name of your band? Punk. Yeah, right. I think that's a sick idea. We could be the ones to do it. Yeah, we could be the ones to do it. Um, let's let's uh, let's send that idea to ourselves in a, a self-addressed stamped envelope, and okay. um, that way we've copyrighted that shit for ourselves. <laughs> all right, perfect. That's how it works. Yeah, that is exactly how that works. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ryan said he feels like we'll either love it or hate it. Um, going with the opener is a solid choice, even though it's on the longer side. Just don't listen to the second song as he didn't like it on his first listen, and the title track is instrumental. So uh, so he suggested going with the opener. Let's do it. All right, so we are going to listen to the song An Answer by the band The Mall off of their record Zone.
right, so we just heard the song An Answer by The Mall off of their record Zone. And uh, speaking personally, that's two for two on the show so far tonight because I loved that a lot. Yeah, I actually like that better than um, what we heard before. Same. I mean, I liked the Rash stuff a lot. This was obviously totally different, but yeah. uh, between the two of them, yeah, this one this one really fucking did it for me. Yeah, I like this. I I. I I find myself liking more and more of this, and I love the fact that this is infiltrating punk and hardcore yeah. to a much higher extent than it is. Because really, you can't go anywhere. There's there's no place else to go with you know punk and hardcore essentially, um, which is fine. But there's just not a lot of room for fucking innovation anymore. But um, right, an injection of this is fresh. You know, it, it's if if you saw this at a show with some hardcore bands, this is fucking perfect. You know, for sure, a fucking three band show. This 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 goes on third. I mean, a four, right. a four band show. This goes on third, right? This gets put yeah. right in the middle. It's a nice fucking. It's it's a breakup of the fucking noise, and uh, it just sort of like resets everybody, and it feels refreshing. Um, it just it just feels refreshing to hear this in the umbrella of punk and hardcore. You know, and hearing punk kids do stuff like this. Yeah, for sure. Because there's always been like a strange delineation between post-punk and like punk punk. Yeah. Um, even though most of the bands that went on to, you know, create post-punk as a concept and as a sound started off in punk bands, many post-punk bands started off as punk bands. Yeah. In later generations, there has always been this like very weird partition um, where it's like even though they're kissing cousins, never the twain shall meet. And it's never made sense to me because, you know, like I said, uh, like I've said on previous episodes, to me, there are so many elements from each genre that are appealing for many of the same reasons. Um, and to me, they've always coexisted in, in the same space in my head. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's, uh, that's why I like the Blitz oi shit just as much as I like sure. the Blitz post-punk stuff. You know what I mean? That continuum to me all makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool to see this shit kind of being more, more broadly accepted and, and occupying the same actual like physical fucking spaces and, uh, just kind of, kind of being opened, uh, welcome, welcomed in with open arms under the umbrella of punk and hardcore. Uh, yeah. I, sure. th- I think a lot of the division, I mean, really boils down to fashion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It's yep. just a lot of it just purely boils down to fashion and like your outward appearance and your outward aesthetic, not so much your ethos or what you're actually into or anything like that. And I, it seems to me and just my observation, but it seems like a lot of times fashion is like the dictator that separates, you know, post-punk and electronic stuff like this from just fucking punk and hardcore. Right. Yeah, I think so too, which is, uh, there are a few things lamer than than that. You know what I mean? That shit yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was this was fucking great, man. Um, it's all sold I, out. Otherwise, I'd, I, I'd, I'd buy a copy. I, but I know. I j- literally, as as you were saying that, I was looking to say, see, oh, you know what? I got enough money to buy a fucking cassette right now. Let me let me order this. But alas, it is gone. Yep. Um, so hopefully another another edition of this gets pressed up this this came out in february um you know i don't know it's it's red hot man if he's selling selling out twice uh in a few months and uh you know kids are just snapping this shit up oh yeah for good reason this is uh this is great yeah so 
Um, all right. Well, shit. We're like I said, that's a we got a strong fucking start to this episode. We got two two slappers back to back. Let's let's roll the dice and see if we can keep it going. All righty. We're on a roll tonight too. Like this is the kind of night where we get through like seven episodes as fast as we're going because we seven like what bands. we hear. There's not a lot of trash to talk, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, eight again. Okay, that is Mutilatred. Um, the Bandcamp is mutilatred.bandcamp.com, spelled how it sounds. Like I said, Toledo, Ohio death metal band, very good band, awesome live. They do the thing that I always ask death metal bands to do, which is to please summarize the most powerful concepts of death metal in a two-minute time span. Mm-hmm. You know, just fucking condense it take the ideas make them more concise and you will get a more potent formula and mutilature does precisely that looks like they've done the same thing with this track clocks in at just over two minutes which i fucking love to see so we are going to listen to freshly killed by mutilature off of their upcoming split with livid Just heard the song Freshly Killed by the band Mutilatred off of their upcoming split with Livid. Nate, what'd you think about that? Solid. That's exactly what I want. As you said before, hardcore kids that want to play death metal, I just want to hear death metal. I don't want to hear hardcore in the fucking death metal. Exactly. Um, There's tons, and you might think like, well, there's tons of fucking beat down shit and there's tons of like, just sort of like bonehead metal hardcore shit that I shit all over. Yeah, that's because they they don't play fucking death metal, right? Right. They tune their guitars the right way. The The fucking recording is fine, but the songs suck. The riffs suck, and it's not fucking brutal. It's just ham-fisted. Right. Um, just give me a fucking death metal band. 
Right. Right. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Give me a death metal band with the ethos of a hardcore band. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just get it. Just, you know, I mean, the fucking ethos. I mean, just, yeah, that song should not have been longer than, say, three minutes tops, right? Right. I mean, there was no like fucking solos or anything in there like that. Yep. Um, there's plenty of death metal that's interesting that I don't mind listening to a seven minute song. Right. Um, but, you know, just basically like, you know, fresh from the fucking tomb sort of death metal. Yeah, the song should be short. And yeah, so that exactly. that ethos, that songwriting ethos is is good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I don't even mind. I, I, my death, you know, dudes that are in death metal bands should be fucking boneheads, right? Right. Um, that's fine too. Just be fucking idiots. Um, but do not, do not try to write. Just don't try to write hardcore sounds songs that sound like this. Just write a death metal song. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, for I, sure. I will say that the drums in that mix, especially like the snare, were up real high. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, that was a little much. Um, every time I heard like the little snare fills and stuff, I just pictured like a little skeleton man tap tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you heard me laugh while the song was playing, I, that's I just kept picturing like a little a little skeleton man with a hat and a cane like tap dancing around. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. The drum, yeah. The, uh, the drums were mixed a little bit high, but I was going to comment. I do love that snare sound. It's like, it's the classic like gore grind snare sound. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, that's the last days of humanity snare sound. Yeah, like you the real I mean? high, almost piccolo snare. Almost yeah. piccolo snare, snare. Exactly. Right. Um, I love, I love that snare sound. So good, good and tasteful selection with that. Yeah. The drums were a little bit high in the mix. I, I agree with that for sure. Um, but all in all, uh, I, I thought this recording sounded pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the song fucking ripped, uh, like I said, clocked in just over two minutes long. That's what I want out of this. If you're, if, if you are hardcore dudes playing death metal, if you're going to bring any influence in whatsoever, sonically, it needs to be in the brevity of your songwriting take the best parts of death metal, throw them in a blender, come out with a two, two and a half minute long song. And I'm going to be fucking psyched on it. Also in your expectations for a live show, because right. Like I've booked plenty of fucking death metal bands that when they show up, like, yeah, you're playing in a fucking basement. I told you that. No, we don't have a fucking backline. No, we don't have, this is our house PA. This is what we've got, dude. Yeah. Like, well, and the, no, these, you, you can't fit your fucking 16 piece kit in my fucking basement. I'm sorry. You just can't. Right. You know, like there's so many, no, no, we don't have monitors. You're just going to, you're just going to have to fucking deal, man. No, (laughs) there's not a, no, there's not a guarantee. Um, you know, you get what's from the door, you know, come on. Yeah. What what the fuck dude? So that like, that like metalhead expectation for, for like, you know, DIY shows and house shows and stuff like that too. That's a fucking, that's a boner move. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know. Yeah, these dudes are very much not in that lane. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they hopped on a show last minute with Fistula at my house last year. They had another show in town that night. Um, they saw Fistula was playing at my house, so they're like, oh, shit, let us fucking hop on that. They came, they set up, they played like a fucking 18-minute set, ripped through like fucking 10 songs, you know, 8, 10 songs. It was perfect and chilled and fucking went and played their other set. It, it yeah. was great. Yeah, Solid dudes, great band awesome live got nothing but nice things to say about them yep um let's roll the dice okay five okay five is dame 
The Bandcamp is beachimpedimentrecords.bandcamp.com. I believe this is the newest release on the label. Beach Impediment consistently puts out good stuff. We've had plenty of good shit on Beach Impediment uh, on the show. Um, There's rarely a thing they put out that I don't think is good. This, I'm sure, will be no exception. Like I said, when we were going through the queue and Eric sent it over, he has great taste. He's never sent us something that I have not liked. So uh, I fully expect to fuck with this. Yeah, it's pretty good. uh, You've, you've, have you heard this whole re- release already? Uh, I've heard, I've heard like four songs off it. I almost, like I said, I almost bought it, right? Um, because I was buying that new long knife seven inch, and I almost bought it. But then I've been looking at, you know, I have a lot of the stuff that's up for sale on Beach Impediment right now, right? So I was like, well, I don't know. That Vanity Records really good, and I don't have that either. So I went to Vanity Record instead, for sure. All right, cool. So let's uh, let's maybe just hop in right at uh, right at the beginning then. So we're gonna listen to the song "Ursatz" by Dame off of their self-titled LP on Beach Impediment Records. <laughs> Thank you. 
right, so we just heard the song Ersatz by Dame off of their self-titled record on Beach Impediment that just came out like a few days ago. Um, Nate, you'd already heard that. You said it was pretty solid. Agreed. Very solid. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't blown away by that in the same way that I see a lot of people who have been talking about this record, um, you know, speaking about it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the 7-inch that, that they had released previously which i i feel like came out quite a while ago i feel like that it's been a couple years since that seven inch seven inch came out um but this was really good don't don't get me wrong i'm not saying anything bad about this this was very solid um i'm just not totally blown away by it and again as i've repeated many times not just as pertains to post-punk and shit like that as i've said with uh thrash revival shit that's happening right now the bar is just uh very high at the moment because there are a lot of bands starting to play post-punk in this vein that are doing it very very well um so whereas they might have been the best band doing this 10 years ago um now they're they got a lot of fucking bands to compete with in terms of just holding like the, the, uh, you know, existing in the upper echelon. Um, yeah, but this was really good. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. That's how I felt about it. I mean, I listened to it and I was, you know, on the fence, but ultimately I went with the vanity record cause I like vanity better. Um, sure. it's just, it was a it, it's more solid songs, a bit more rock oriented songs, but just more solid. Um, right. I like this just fine, but you're right. There's a ton of stuff that does sound like this right now. Um, you know, and, you know, Diot, for instance. Right, exactly. Right, yep. Which mm-hmm. is like A grade. Right. Um, that's that's a lot to compete with. Um, and that's no, that's no fucking shade on, on this band. I think somebody in this band is in exit order. Okay, that would make sense. I think they're, these, this is like a Philadelphia-based band, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, and they've been around for a minute. Um, like, Oh, no, this band's Boston. This band's based out of Boston, actually, my bad. Yeah, but I think somebody in this band is from exit order. Okay. Or is in exit order. And then, um, I mean, they've been, they, I, I think they're, this band's demo came out like in 2016 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they've been around for a minute and yeah, I dig this. If I saw this in a shop, I would buy it for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But this isn't something that I'm going to order and pay shipping and everything else for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if this were sitting in front of me for 14 bucks, whatever, yeah, I'd, I'd pick and, this up for sure. Yeah. And if I saw this in, uh, certainly if I saw this band live, I'd buy, you know, whatever they got. To fuck definitely yourself. definitely definitely and uh i i like the artwork a lot which was evidently done by uh their guitarist anna cataldo not sure if she's Screen a visual print. artist in general but but that's i really dig the artwork for this yeah um also it was mastered by our boy wilt wilk, wilk chamberlain yeah um good to see he's still getting work out there yeah um hasn't hasn't been surpassed by uh steel 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 wolf markson yet not yet. Uh, he's right now pulling a distant second, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. You gotta fucking pick up your game, I guess. Yeah, for real. But yeah, that was uh, that was solid. I, I like I said, not not blown away by it, but no shade on it whatsoever. It was very solid. I give that a, a B plus. Would pick up at a show. Would definitely drive a couple hours to see that band if they were oh, playing. Oh sure. In Andrew, sure. You know what I mean. Um, Really solid post-punk shit, just not like, not quite like S tier, but still very good. Wait, are you, did you make a One Punch Man reference right there? No, that's not, that's not just from one, that's not just from One Punch Man. That's like a rating system in like tons of like Japanese video games and shit. It's been around for a long time. Okay. So you made it basically an anime reference there and then that's fine. An- anime and video game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which means it's not real. Like... You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's top I, tier. 
S tier is a commonly utilized phrase, I think. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure. It's commonly <laughs> utilized. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think you run S tier by most people and they're going to know what you're talking about. I, I, I am going, I am going to ask 10 people between <laughs> tonight and next week and we'll see. Okay. I'll do the I'm same. I'm going to see some coworkers tomorrow. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask 10 people between tonight and next week <laughs> if they know what S tier means. Okay. I'll do the same. Okay. <laughs> and right, I'm not let- talking about like, on the internet like hey uh, internet people do you know what s tier means i mean like to your face there you are in the street hey man you know what s tier means <laughs> okay i'll be surprised if you get 10 people yeah that's because i'm talking to real people not fucking fake internet people man no i'm saying i'll be surprised if you ask like 10 10 different people i will get 10 people i gotta talk to some contractors um, Wednesday, I'm meeting with some contractors on a job that I'm looking at, that I, I'm, I'm doing, getting done. I'm okay. talking to some coworkers. I will see 10, 10 people between, I get a meeting at work, a mm-hmm. Zoom meeting. I can fucking ask 50 people on Wednesday. I'll probably see like 10 people just tomorrow because I, I'm going to be out thrifting and hitting spots in the region. Yeah, so just ask, 10, ask the fucking girl at the counter. Hey, yeah. you, yo, you know what S tier means? Okay, I will. Yeah. We're going to okay. see who fucking comes out victorious. Okay. Okay, um, and you can't you can't size them up first. You can't like you can't size them <laughs> up and be like, oh, she's wearing a fucking fairy tale shirt. She has to know what S tier S tier means. No, for sure, it'll be like randomly selected. Okay, all okay. right, let's let's roll the dice. Okay, three. All right, three is gadget. The Bandcamp is gadgetxxx.bandcamp.com. As I said, this is a Minnesota band that I have known about for quite a while, but I just haven't listened to for one reason or another. No particular reason, just haven't made their way um, into my into my rotation. Um, the record is Spreading the Love. The song that was submitted to us is Running Wild. So evidently, whoever uh, sent it in, I can't remember off the, the top of my head who sent this in. Um, but whoever sent it in evidently saw, thought that that was, that was the track. That's the cut. So we are going to listen to the song Running Wild by Gadget off of their record Spreading the Love.
All right, we just heard the song Running Wild by Gadget off of their record Spreading the Love. Nate, how do you feel about that? <laughs> no fucking thank you. <laughs> okay. I mean, whatever. It's earnest, and, you know, I'm sure that, like, to people that like this band, this is the fucking best thing going in, their li- in, in, in like, their scene, right? Sure. These, these are some up-and-coming heavy hitters, but no, I, I am far too fucking salty to like shit like that. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. I I am far too calcified and salty and just utterly solidified to um, fall for tricks like that. (laughs) That's an an interesting way to put it. (laughs) They're trying to they're trying to slyly trick you into moshing to their band. Yeah, it's just not it's not happening. I, I'm going to be honest, coming into this, I was a little preloaded too, because I clicked on the picture of the band. They look like perfectly nice people. They're giving you the deadpan fucking like indifferent mug um, Mm -hmm. expression. Everybody's got huge black X's on their hands, which um, brings a smile of, I guess, a a smile that comes from a place of... um, mockery and also like nostalgia and hope um, there's <laughs> right, like a lot yeah. of conf- there's a lot of conflict that, like like four of the five members have an x watch on right and the one guy that doesn't have an x watch on is probably because he can't find one that fit his fucking riff because he risk because he looks like a fucking beefcake um <laughs> yeah you know and and like I see the prominent X watches. I see the prominent black X's. I mean, those X's were just fucking put on there prior to that photo being taken. Right. For sure. And I'm just kind of like, you know, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I, I I remember when I thought shit like that was cool. Um, (laughs) kind of wish I was still in that same headspace, but, um, I'm not. And, uh, there's part of me that mourns the loss of that. Totally. And then there's also a part of me that just has like a sort of a sardonic sort of baleful grin <laughs> as well. Right. Like a man who knows of the grave and sees the, 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 the smiles of youth and can't help but to think to oneself that yeah, they have like, no idea what's coming. Yeah. Like, oh man, I can't, I, I fucking, I, I just can't wait. Um, to watch you fucking lose it all. <laughs> yeah. You know what and, I mean? Like, I don't want to see it. Right. But I know it's coming. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know? So, so you're going to revel in it a little bit. Yeah. And, and I, I honestly, though, also, in, in all honesty, like, this was fine mm-hmm. if you're, of a certain, like I said, as I've implied, if you're a certain age and a certain mindset, right? Sure. This was fine. It didn't, right. it didn't suck. It just sucked. R- sure. Because I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah, of yeah. an age and of a fucking mindset, right? Right, for sure. Um, And like, I wouldn't even watch this live. Um, I'd watch a couple songs and go, okay, cool. I got the idea. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I just wouldn't even watch it live. And, and, and that's, that's more on me than them. You know what I mean? Right. Because, you know, yo, fucking have your fucking time and live it up. Um, right. Because believe me, this too shall fucking pass. Right. Um, and when it does, you're either going to look back on it and wish that you could still get, you you could get back there, or you're going to look back on it and shudder and hope your kids never fucking find it. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. So, uh, and, and, and these folks are young too, looking at the picture. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're clearly in their early twenties. Um, so this is the age for it for sure. Right. Um, and, and, and for a band of folks in their early twenties, yeah, this wasn't bad. I don't think this sucked at all. If, if you're a 17 year old kid who's really hype on being straight edge, who's really hype on your local scene. And this is the band right now in Minneapolis, then you're stoked. You're going off for them. You're singing along, you know, all the parts, you know, this is a style of music that translates well to a live setting. I, I got nothing really mean to say about this at all. I think that I could tell just as somebody who's been playing music for a long time, who listens to a lot of music, I it felt like maybe this band is playing just above their actual ability level. Yeah. There were there were a couple tells, there were a couple hesitations on the drum hits, there were a couple weird things with like vocal delivery and stuff. Um, so I think y'all are probably just catching your stride as musicians. You're starting to like meld and gel together well as a band. Um, the next thing you do will probably be better. Um, so I want to encourage you to keep at it for sure. Th- this already is a lot better than most like fucking local bands that you're going to see. And like, you know what I'm saying? I've seen them talked about by some younger kids who are, are, are hype on this stuff. Um, so you're doing something right. The, the harmonics were cool. They evoked a particular era of, of 90s hardcore that is uh, nostalgic and I enjoy a lot. Um, the song vocals at the end did very, very little no, for me. No, that was, that, that was way out of fucking left field, man. Yeah, I don't fuck with that. I, it's, it's, that shit is having a moment right now um, because of bands like... Uh, Fuck, I don't know why their name escapes me. We played them on the show. Uh, Absence of mind. Absence of mind. I know why, because they suck, and that's a fucking shitty gimmick in a fucking hardcore song. Right. I mean, there's like... there, there's a desire to do this thing where you're like melding elements of of alt music with hardcore, and I'm gonna tell you, it's it's one in ten thousand bands that does that. It's a band like Gum that can pull that off because a band like Gum are fucking insane songwriters with excellent musical chops who know exactly what they want to achieve. So those influences all coalesce to create something really sick and uniquely their own when you just try to shoehorn in like alt rock elements into your mm. hardcore track it it almost never works yeah um, i mean yeah nobody listens to evanescence anymore for a fucking reason <laughs> yeah for sure um and you and you kind of you took the wind out of the sails of what potentially could have been a pretty sick breakdown to the end to end the song on um yeah, you know and I mean, I'll so. also say that, like, just my personality, I, I have never liked, like, heavy music mm-hmm. with, like, heartfelt, like, emotion. Like I've said it before, I don't feel, right? <laughs> I don't feel anything, uh-huh. right? And so, yeah. like, when there's heartfelt, like, emotional things about love and loss and stuff like that, that's the last goddamn thing I want to hear in hardcore. Right. Yeah, it it depends on the context for me, but most of the time, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't. It it ne- it didn't work for me then. It doesn't work for me now. Um my uh my amygdala was fried to a fucking crisp during uh an 11 hellish years between the ages of like 8 and uh 19. And uh as anybody who knows anything about biology will tell you, neurons do not regenerate. So that fucker is gone. <laughs> kind of tragedy yeah um and yet 
here we here we are doing our very marginally successful hardcore podcast. So I guess you don't need all, you, you've managed you to don't persist. need an amygdala to get by. <laughs> that's that's right. That's the lesson to take away from this. Right. Um, but yeah, just to wrap it up on gadget real quick, doesn't suck at all. Uh, pretty solid for what it is. Doesn't appeal to me. Definitely understand why this appeals to the 17, 18, 19 year old in the audience. This is youthful music. Uh, it's got a lot of youthful energy. I'm sure it goes off live. I got nothing but, uh, encouraging words for you. Keep it up. Keep doing your thing. Your thing is no longer my thing, but if I were 18, I'm sure it would be so more power to you. That's yeah. really all I got to say. Yeah. Um, and to... And to paraphrase some lyrics from this song, um, I am gone and I have grown old. So uh, <laughs> this shit is not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, listener listener to the show, occasional at least, listener to the show and frequent poster in the Facebook group, uh, Aitana, who is uh, I think 17 or something like that, um, put me in uh, old head jail moments before we started recording the episode on Facebook because I lambasted some bullshit song that she posted on Facebook. So, uh, so yeah, we, uh, we, we have grown old. <laughs> we are officially, uh, we are officially old heads, old guys, and I am even in old, old head jail right now. So, you know, take our opinions for what they hey, are, which is not, you know, not, not nonsense. That's fine. There's a million fucking tattoos across the country that say, as I am, you shall be as you are. I was right. Right. Um, and uh, you'll get there too. And then you'll realize that the shit that you're hype about when you're 17 is fucking bananas. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean shit. 90% of it fucking sucks. And uh, we were right all along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll probably come to that conclusion. Let's uh, roll the dice. All right. Uh, six. Did, have we already, I think, I think I'd, we've, we, we only have five left. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, five. Okay. Five is Spy. Yeah. Spyhc.bandcamp.com. As I said, have not listened to this, but I've seen it uh, big upped by a lot of people over the course of the last two months. It came out at the beginning of July. Sent Whoa, over to look at that artwork. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying when, like, when I mentioned, when I mentioned it in the queue, like everything about it looks exactly like what I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. This, it, that artwork looks like some sort of like psychological test to determine if you like hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like the Rorschach test. Of, yeah, it of really does. Like, like, you know, the, the, the psychologist shows you that picture and you're like, Oh man, that looks like a great fucking record. <laughs> right and they're like okay cool you're in <laughs> yeah so and it was like i said it was set to us sent to us by adam walker who has uh by and large has pretty fucking impeccable taste so i imagine that this is gonna fucking rip um and it's uh it's a lot of people in the supported by category so people have been buying it up um oh also to live a lie put out the cassette so you know to live a lie puts out a lot of dope shit um, I, I trust, I trust Will's taste, at, you yeah. know, at least 75% of the time. So let's, uh, let's just, oh, do we want to listen to the title track? Do we want to listen to the opening track? Um, the opening track and then service weapon, service weapon is the last song. And it's the it longest is. song. Yep. So there's either a sample or they're going to really fucking get into a fucking, you know, like, yeah. They're really going to get into a fucking like side to side, you know, move around fucking part. I kind of want to listen to it, especially just because I think Ser Service Weapon is like a, a hard name for a record. It's yeah. a good name for a track. I fuck with it. I kind of want to listen to that track. Yeah. Bootlicker is another good name too, but that's already a band. 
Yeah, um, indeed. So, yep, service weapon. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Service Weapon off of the 7-inch of the same name, or the cassette of the same name, rather, by the band Spy. So we just listened to the song Service Weapon off of the cassette of the name, same name by the band Spy from the Bay Area. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Well, you know how I felt about that, right? Yeah, it was um, fucking great. That was really good. I'm probably going to buy that. Yep. Um, that and uh, The Mall, those are the mm-hmm. two best things I heard tonight. For sure. Um, yeah, that was mean. That was noisy. It was angry. Ang- you know, every aspect about it was fucking angry. And it was poignant in its own way. Right. And um, it uh, it ends with the phrase, be gone. So, <laughs> I, like, I do like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be gone. Racist <laughs> policing, be gone. Uh, so, you know, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, that was dope. I like that a lot. Um, I will say that they fucked up on the merch because they printed the art on a, it's white on a black shirt. Nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. It should have been black on white. Yeah, I would um, love to see that on a white tee. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, it looks like shit on a black shirt, um, but it looks really good on a white shirt. Right, and white shirts are better. Sure. Um, yeah that that uh, that fucking ripped. I mean, it looked it looked it, it it fulfilled the promise of the album art, right? Yep. It uh, it 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 sounded exactly how it looked. Um, that was great. It's uh, it's another excellent entry into. 
the family of bands that uh, occupy the same space as bands like Protocol, Electric Chair, Armor, Sniper yep. Culture, all that De- type yeah, of shit. Yeah, I mean, definitely, right? Um, yeah. And it fits right in there um, and would be perfectly appropriate playing alongside of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, for it sure. wouldn't feel outclassed or anything like that. No, no, this is, this is like really, really solid. This is a, uh, this is a fully realized vision for sure. Um, I, I'd be curious to know what, what bands, if any of these folks played in previously, because this is their, uh, first effort and, uh, that it's really, really fucking good. It's yeah. really good. Um, yeah, I mean, we've, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you already know that's, that's everything both Nate and I ask for from hardcore. Uh, you know, when you ask me, if you asked me to summarize what hardcore is to me with a sound, that's the sound that, that plays in my head when the words, when I, when I read the word hardcore, that's the sound that plays in my head. Yeah, pretty much. Um, You know what I mean? Or at least something very, very closely akin to that. Right. Um, yeah, that's awesome. If there are still tapes available on To Live a Lie, I'm going to go order one. I'm looking on To Live a Lie right now and I cannot find it. Okay. I'm going to pre-order uh, the, I'm going to pre-order the gel 7-inch, but um I'm not seeing anything else. I'm not seeing that on Live a Lie, To Live a Lie right now. To Live right. a Lie's website is like kind of a kind of shitty. Word. I'll uh, I'll hit Will. I'll hit Will up after this episode and uh, and see what the deal is and see if there are still tapes available because if so, um, I would like to I'd like to get our hands on some. Um, but yeah, that was fucking awesome. That I'm I'm really really stoked to listen to the rest of that release. Uh, I I accidentally started playing the first song initially, hmm. um, and it sounded fucking awesome. It sounded hard as shit. Um, the the record opens with this man. Uh, emitting a guttural bark which is something that i can pretty much always fuck with oh yeah i just listened to it It does sound pretty good it sounds goddamn it sounds really goddamn good so i'm gonna listen to the rest of this as soon as it's done i got a couple things now uh from this episode that i'm gonna listen to i'm gonna listen to the rest of that uh rest of that the mall release i'm gonna listen to the rest of this there's Mm -hmm. there's We've heard we've heard mostly good shit on this episode. There, you know, even the stuff that we didn't like wasn't an absolute shitter. It just wasn't right. What I it just was I wasn't into it. Right? Yeah, it just is not to my taste. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, by and large, though, everything is fucking. Everything we heard tonight is good. Everything mm-hmm. that we heard tonight is a, is a purchase that you see. If I were mm-hmm. to see it, right. except the gadget, I wouldn't buy that. Um, right? I mean, I'd book those dudes. Sure, uh, I book I book them for a show, but like you know don't expect me to like do anything more than that. I'll cook you a meal. Um, cause you know, cause like we all got to be nice to each other, right? We can agree. Like I, I cannot like your band, but still think you're, you're dope. So, you know, yeah, of course. Um, sure. But, um, yeah, everything, everything we heard tonight is a fucking purchase basically. Yeah. No, for sure, man. It's a, we've, we, we got through six bands. We, we technically got time to get through another one if we want to. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I this kind of we're good. I think, I think we're good. Yeah, because this this ends on this ends us on a positive note. You it know what I mean? On a positive note. Yep. Um, and uh, and we don't. There's no reason that we have to go for fucking two hours every episode. If you really want that much content, you can pay for the Patreon, and there's plenty there for you. Um, you know what I mean? Other than that, we don't we don't have to punish you with two hours every time. Um, do we want to fuck with any messages this week? Sure. I mean, we got. Let's just finish whatever we got. Let's get let's get the inbox cleared. Okay. I think because I think we got a couple a couple new ones. Um, 
so yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's let's tackle these real quick. We got uh, we have a couple from AJ that we didn't get around to last time, and then we got a couple new ones. So let's do those real quick. Yo, Nate, Gray, it's AJ, uh, the Bill Little Faggins kid. Um, don't really have shit to talk, but I got a story. So to that fucking clown Pete and Jet Jaguar, you want to know how <laughs> like privileged of a kid he is? Like, I think it was like 2013, uh, they were running a show or they played it. I don't really know. Or maybe they were just there as like some metal horse shit. And, um, his girlfriend like backed up and ended up basically running over a kid almost. And the kid was like, I think he had a fucking like broken ankle or some shit. But, uh, Pete was so scared that they were going to go to jail and shit. He pulled out 1200 in cash and paid the kid off to just like go to the hospital and say he fell or some shit. Kid did though, I think, or something, but it was just like straight up. It was a huge thing and stopped the show and all this shit. And then he's like, oh, I don't want to get arrested. Here's 1200 pulls out like wads of cash. So I think his parents used to give him money so they could tour decently. And he had his own like producer shit because he was one of those like kids whose ass was always white. You know, his dad didn't smack him and all that shit. But, uh, yeah, the bands I sent, there's a band if I die first. I hope you play it. Seriously, listen to it. I get it. It's like, SoundCloud guys that adjacent to hardcore and then Kale, but it seriously just reminds me of the shit that you never wanted to exist. Uh, love y'all. Be safe, all. Peace. All right. Yeah. So AJ cool. has a, has a little anecdote about Pete from Jet Jaguar. Apparently, the singer Jet Jaguar did not experience enough child abuse as a kid. <laughs> Instead, his parents lavished him with lavished him with hundreds and perhaps thousands of dollars to do which whatever he wanted with. Right. Um, boy, do I wish I had those kind of parents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could have had way fucking worse parents. I mean, my parents love the shit out of me for all their fuck ups. Uh, you know, they're pretty, pretty decent human beings, but I do wish that they had wads of cash to just lavish upon me. Yeah. That been yeah cool. I love my dad and I love my mom. Um, but, uh, good Lord, a good, good period of my formative years is, uh, a screaming black hole of, uh, a, a screaming black hole, just a void in my fucking memory. And, uh, I don't remember all of it, but I can tell you that probably wasn't great. Um, and, uh, 1200 bucks would have gone a long fucking way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, I guess what you get when you're a product of privilege is uh, you end up in bands like Jack Jaguar. So I guess we kind of dodged a bullet on that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. We could have thousands and thousands of dollars and be in a mm-hmm. shitty band, or right. we'd have no money and be in no bands. Well, me anyway. Like we're not doing anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you put it that way <laughs> yeah so you know whatever but uh, hey good for him you know he, he got uh, he didn't he didn't get the shit kicked out of him and he got money and um that does tend to uh get to one's head maybe later on in life and it definitely it definitely does lend a certain level of like begrudgment which is evident in the telling of this story right right so yeah. whatever fuck you i don't have anything personally against them you know um you know, they could have very well been on the list of celebrities I read at the beginning of the fucking show. It wouldn't matter to me one way or another, right? I hope they're doing well. I hope that they're fucking being safe and being smart. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if not, who cares either way? 
I was going to say, but then again, if not, I also don't give a shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, all right, let's listen to the next one. It's a 210 area code, which means it's probably from either Alex Osorio or John Espino, who are inseparable, and many of their calls have just been joint calls now. And I have I see two 210 area codes back-to-back in yeah. our call tonight, so yeah. I'm assuming... I'm assuming that they just came back to back. So right. let's 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 listen to the first one. All right. This is River City Rockfest and this is Rift Town. Are you ready for the riffs? I bet you weren't ready for that, bud. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, but I'm glad we got it. Um, I will say that the voice-to-text readout of this message is so much better than the fucking message in its in the first place. Yeah. It reads for me, this is River City Rockfest, this is Ripped Child, or you really who the roof obituaries for that board. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh, voice to text. I really like the transcripts of these messages. <laughs> I have a hard time listening and reading it. I have to purposely turn away, right? Because my brain and my eyes are at odds with uh, the sensory information that's coming in. Right. Yeah. No, I have to do the same thing. Um, all right. So let's all see right. what their let's see what their next message is, which was a, a minute and twenty one seconds long. That was definitely that was definitely a John and Stout collabo. So I imagine this one probably is too. Let's see. So um, this is ASMR chat. We're not going to talk very loud, but you're going to hear a conversation about um, how do you feel about that band uh, into another? Um, you know, if you like Faith No More, you like Into Another. You like Sam Blackchurch. Ooh, it's all my cotton core. Oh, Sam Blackchurch, that's, that's, that's a good one. There's, there's not many riffs there, but uh, the live person knocks himself out when he, uh, when he dances, so that's kind of cool. You know? I'd like to see that um, Integrity 2000 with Sam Black George. I feel like that would have been a good combination of uh, artists. Um, personally, I mean, I just want to see him from the sky again. Oh, man. Man, that's really good band. I'd like to borrow that old boy and knock somebody out because he took his heroin. That that was um, I couldn't understand most of that. <laughs> I picked out pieces of it. Sam I, Black I, Church. Yeah, I picked out Sam Sam Black Church, Integrity Two Thousand, Into Another. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the idea was it, it was an ASMR conversation. Okay, um, and that was indeed between John and Stout. Yeah. Um, I I like their dynamic because it's basically that that sounded like a really bad prank call that like my friends and I would have done at the age of 14. But but John and Stout are grown men with jobs. Honestly, man, as a grown man, Mm -hmm. I still really enjoy doing prank calls. Oh, same. Yeah, it's fucking Um, great. It's really good. It's so much harder to get like to do 
it's so much harder to, to do nowadays than it was, you know, obviously, um, when I was at an age appropriate for prank calls. Right. Um, but man, is it good. One of my favorites is um, text to voice. And yeah. I'm not talking like, an, like just, just find some old Stephen Hawking sound and fucking text to voice online, put in some really offensive shit and call somebody at fucking four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, I'll, I will fucking die laughing um, just to hear somebody wake up tired and um, then have a robot call them every <laughs> slur that you can fucking think of in 30 seconds. Yeah, it's really good. I also love getting a prank call. Oh, it's one of, it's my favorite. It, it never yeah. happens, um, but it is, it's, it's, it's on par with having somebody like scream at you and flip you off out the window of a car. Right, it's, like, gra- it's great. Right. It's my favorite fucking thing. It's my favorite fucking thing is to be walking down the street and then just, you know, you just hear somebody yell, you know, some stupid shit at you out the fucking window. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got a pretty good prank call a couple of years ago where somebody called me at like 3 a.m. and they were like, hey, yeah, is this Greg Gordon? And I was like, yeah. They were like, you're the you're like the gay bohemian fashion dealer, right? It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's me, man. I'm the gay bohemian fashion dealer. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, get them enough, but I still get a, I, I still get some solid ones here and there. Every, I get like maybe one good one a year. It's just really hard because there's no anonymity behind your call anymore. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you can fucking block your call, but there's a good chance no one's going to pick up because people don't pick up. If I, I pick up, if I don't recognize a number, I'm more likely to pick it up than if I do recognize it. <laughs> right. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for something good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now this just had like the energy of like my teen prank calls, especially because, uh, John was whispering to Stout at the end, repeatedly telling him that heroin is no laughing matter, which just made Stout laugh harder and harder, (laughs) (laughs) which is good. One of my favorite teenage prank calls was, and this was in the era of answering machines, Mm -hmm. um, is to call, find a phone number. And if we happen to land on an answering machine where it said, hey, this is John and Tammy, you know, like a couple. Right. I'd be like, hey, Tammy, um... I know you told me not to call this number and then just act like have an affair with her. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a really good like move. That's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, super fucking good. Like in my head, we I've ruined hundreds of fucking relationships and marriages that way. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh let's listen to our last message for the night. All right. Yo, yo, yo. Um first time, long time. Um Kyle we here. Uh, residents of Denver, straight out of Boston. Um, had a couple things I want to touch base on. Um, first, man, a couple months ago, I sent in a straight beef submission with some backstory, and you guys never played it. So that was a fucking bummer. I wanted to try to start some shit, but, you know, can't win them all. Um what else? Uh, remember that dude with that with that bit that he had never listened to the actual show, uh, and he would call and leave messages about you know book recommendations and things like that. Man, I I, I wonder where he's at because I I miss that. That was fucking good shit. So, buddy, if you're still listening, if you ever hear this one day, just give him a call. We miss you. Um, and lastly, you know, let's play some fucking D and D. Um, I've been DMing for. A little over a year now, um, all like online stuff already, so I'm pretty used to it. Uh, I got a bunch of one shots. Oh, fuck, man, I'll 
start a whole campaign. I don't give a shit. I'm looking for more people to play with. So, yeah. Um, I think that's it. All right. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, you missed your shot to start some beef again because you just left us a number. You could have personally stated the name of the band and fired up some fucking shit right then and there, and you didn't. Right, yeah, exactly. You missed you missed an opportunity. Call call in again next week and, and try try again. Um, yeah, sorry it didn't get around. Uh, we didn't get around to playing it. I don't know if it ended up in the queue or if we we just skipped over it completely. But we get a lot of submissions. You know what I mean. Not everything's going to make it in. It just is sort of the nature of what we do. Um, I also I also miss the I don't listen to the show guy. Yeah, well, he's not listening to the show. Or maybe he started listening to the show. And then he stopped. Well, or then he stopped calling in because the bit was no longer real. Or he started listening to the show and he realized that he probably doesn't really want to listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also possible for sure. Right. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, their presence is missed. I enjoyed those calls a lot. Um in terms of getting in on a, in on a D and D campaign, you know, I'm I, I'd be down for a one shot or something at some point. But we, you know, we got enough we got enough on our plates trying to get uh, get our own D and D campaign back back in motion again. So yeah, I'm doing mean, another one with some homies. So the, the 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 online platform makes it easy to do like you know one shots and like you know just little like modules and stuff. That'd be fun. Um, mm-hmm. But boy, it is really hard wrangling. Um, everybody in our group to even reply as to when they would like to play because the yeah. only person that replied to the group text that I sent was uh, James who just said in the evening. Right. Yes. Uh, I simply forgot to, cause I always just assume I'm going to talk to you later that day and can tell you. And then I yeah. forget. <laughs> like literally no one else replied. And I was like, Oh, that was like two weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to fucking beg. Right. Either you want to play or you fucking don't. Um, right. So, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think everybody's on board. Everybody's just been like, I think Tony's stressed because he's worried about having to go back to school soon. James has been like doing a bunch of shit for work. I, I don't know what Caleb's excuse is. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, it's funny too because it's like I'm fully employed too with two jobs and mm-hmm. soon yet another one. Um, wow. Golly, living in the modern world sure is tough. It's hard to find time to make believe on the weekend when you have literally nothing to fucking do. Well, not Tony has a child. So what? He can have his fucking wife take care of the kid for fucking three hours on a Saturday night. <laughs> um. So, so that's all the messages that we have today. Let's do. Uh, we've got some new Patreons, and uh, Kawi's uh, Kawi's message is actually fitting because Kawi just they were already a uh, a Patreon subscriber. But they recently, like a few days ago, added their pledge to eleven dollars, which I think makes Kawi the 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 highest Patreon. Goodness subscriber. gracious! You know who we need to get a Patreon? Well, who's that? Is uh, homeboy from fucking Jet Jaguar? Wait, you mean we need to get him as a Patreon subscriber? Yes, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we should though, because he's got at least twelve hundred bucks to throw around. <laughs> Yeah, I want that sweet, sweet money. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think that we've done a very good job of endearing ourselves to him and, well, and enticing him to join the Patreon. That's okay. Uh, thanks a lot, Kawi. Um, you are now numero uno. You are king shit on shit mountain. <laughs> that's right. 
Um, we also got Sam Mudge, who just subscribed to the Patreon. Uh, let's see, what is today? The second? So yesterday. And spell I think that, spell that last name for me. M-U-D-G-E. Mudge. Damn, what a good last name. That <laughs> is a pretty good last name, isn't it? It is a really um, good last name. <laughs> it sound, he, sounds like, he sounds like the civilian alter ego of like a disgruntled Spider-Man villain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also think Sam commented on the playlist that I posted uh, last night and uh, said it was good. So sweet, Sam. Thanks for subscribing to the Patreon. Glad that you liked the playlist. It was uh, very, very different from Nate's playlist. Um, yeah, so the thing is you will curate themes much more than I do. Mine are much more stream of consciousness. Like, oh, that's right. a dope song. And they're like, oh, I'll follow up with this song. And be like, oh, I was thinking about this song the other day. Um, right. Yours are much more thought out in terms of uh yeah in terms of style or theme or whatever flavor um right mine not so much yeah yeah for sure um then we've got alex lupella um alex just became a patreon recently alex is uh alex is the man i've known alex for a fucking long time milwaukee native met him through our homie lenny up there uh used to play in some bands together and shit um alex very solid dude thanks for joining the patreon he asked for a link to the discord server the other night i told him that uh he will almost certainly not enjoy himself in there but i sent it along anyway <laughs> then we have got uh matthew ryan just became a five dollar subscriber thank you matthew and then uh, Greg Gemmel, but Greg is spelled G-R-E-I-G, so it might be Greg. 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 Greg Gemmel. Well, yeah. actually, Gemmel is a last is a Scottish last name, so it might be a Scotsman. So it's a Scotsman that spelled the name Greg with a Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, phonetically spelled Greg. The only reason I know that Gemmel is a Scottish last name is from being a huge fan of train spotting yeah. and knowing the line about, uh, I haven't felt that good since Archie Gemmel scored against whoever. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Greg, <laughs> welcome to the fold, Greg. Yeah, um, Greg. <laughs> Greg, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope you really are Scottish. If so, send us a message. <laughs> send us a message and confirm or deny your Scotsmanship. Yeah, because honestly, aside from Australian, the other uh -huh. accent that everybody fucking wants is a Scottish accent. Ah, yeah, it's a great fucking accent, right? Man. Like a like yeah. a heavy Scottish brogue. Mm -hmm. Um, you know that'd be yeah, yeah, perfect, right? Yeah, yep, for sure. And then you can say a phrase like "hard cunt" and have it sound really good. Yeah, if if, if I describe to try to describe somebody as a hard cunt, I'd sound like a fucking moron. Yeah, man, I'm telling you what, we need to make the word cunt happen in the English lexicon. <laughs> you mean in the American English lexicon? In the American English lexicon, yes. It's 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 a it's it, it's fucking perfect when when you know when to fucking use it, and when right. you use it, it's fucking perfect. Yeah, no, for right. sure. Well, yeah, making right. so that's our that's our new mission: making cunt happen. Right, right. Like, like, um, I don't know. You uh, see a cop fucking, you know, pepper spraying some fucking mom, right, standing uh -huh. in front of a bunch of BLM protesters out in uh, out in out in uh, Portland, right? Right. No better word. Look at that sure. fucking cunt. Right, right. No better well, word. It's, I, I thought you were more advocating for us adopting it in the same way that like 
uh, Aussies and like oh Brits yeah, it's, and it's good UK there residents. too. It's good there right. too, right? I mean, it's just yeah. it's such it's such a good word. It's um, a versatile word. It's such a versatile good word. It's fucking perfect. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know. It does not sound. It does not sound like the slap in the face that it does when it comes with a fucking Aussie or British or you know British Isles accent. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so uh, let's do some housekeeping real quick. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Um, been pretty good about keeping shit consistent on putting up new content, and I think we're going to keep it that way. We're just trying to uh, double down and and give people what they paid for and shit and take it seriously. So we're doing the doing the playlist now. Um, we just recorded a, a new Patreon episode last night. It's the second episode in our Rorschach Family Tree series, uh, Musical Family Tree series. So uh, getting that edited and getting it up this week. We actually we'll have talk a- more about Space Hog than we do Rorschach. <laughs> Right. So that's a very promising, um, you know, enticing something to entice you to join. Yeah. Um, so we got like one more episode of the Rorschach family tree left, and then we're going to go on to something else. Um, also, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you have the unique privilege of actually having some sort of leverage in terms of suggesting shit that we do. Um, so if there's something that you want to hear, feel free to shoot us an email. Uh, there's a messaging system on Patreon. I read those messages if they come our way. You know, if there's something specific that you want to hear, suggest it. You know what I mean? You give us money every month. The least we can do is read it. You know, we might we might dismiss it offhand and say it fucking sucks, but I'll at least consider it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and then if you want to submit music to us, demo, listen, podcast at gmail.com. And last, if you want to call, talk some shit, do whatever. Um, two, six, zero, two, 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 eight, three, four, one. On that note, I got nothing else to add for the week. Um, other than, you know, like rate, subscribe, whatever it is that you do, uh, on whatever your chosen, uh, podcatcher is. Um, Nate, you have any closing thoughts? No, I just, I will be uh, saying my prayers tonight to um, sweet Lord Jesus Christ for a major celebrity to die of COVID-19 within the next two weeks. All right, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's all bow our heads in prayer then and go out on a moment of silence.